And so I started a no regret policy. I never wanted to look back in life and say shoulda, woulda, coulda. Mm -hmm. And so I would think forward. If my kids said they have a school play and they want me to be at it, then I wouldn't go to the meeting. And I can guarantee you in life, and I have 30 plus plus years of experience in the big boys club, you know, and then as a serial entrepreneur, there is no one in my entire journey, work journey, that will ever remember the trip that I didn't take, the meeting that I missed, or the day that I left early. But I will tell you that my children, my family, the things that have been important to me, remember all the moments that I was there. And so for them, it's not about the the amount of time. It's about, you know, the quality of that time. so excited to be on with you. I'm like, woo, woo. Oh my gosh. I'm so, I mean, seriously, like, thank you so much for making the time. I'm so excited. You can tell that so many people are so excited. I jumped on a little bit early and everybody already jumped on. Oh, bonjour. Uh, together. Uh, so I was just kind of diving into a little bit of your background here. You're just, I, I thought I was like, what's the word I can use to describe her? And you're just a force. You know, you're like this force of nature. You're this force for females. And I'm just so grateful for everything that you've done and that you continue to do. So I only dive in a little bit into your background, which I'm going to give you a chance to let everyone know all the things. Um, But everyone knows that this is about, you know, workplace equality. It's about gender equality across all industries. Um, And I'm just so grateful. Oh, chief troublemaker. I love that. Well, yeah, I was going to say, you can call me a force, but most people call me a chief troublemaker. I'm well known for breaking all the rules and writing new ones because the rules just don't work for us. And so when they don't work, if we follow them, we're miserable. And that's when we have like stress. And when we break them, I mean, we have a lot of fun as long as we do it together. So that's how change happens. So we're all in with that. Yes, I love it. Well, for, for the, there's some people that are just meeting for the first time right now in this moment. Could you just give everyone just a little bit of your background or a lot, whatever you want to do, but we want to know all of it. Oh my God. I mean, listen, I'm, a, I'm 58 years old, so I've been around the block uh, there and back a number of times. And the one thing that I really believe is the best advice you could get is from people who have been there, done that. So I am very much not textbooky at all. I actually got a D in statistics and ended up going on to pioneering online research. So for any of you that have ever taken those shitty surveys on the internet, sorry, not sorry, but I'm the mother of that invention. Um, and, and, you know, it was, it was those moments, you know, a lot of us talk about those aha moments, those cognitive moments, those rational moments. For me, my entire journey has been what I call heartbeat moments. When you follow your heart, it takes you to places that you might be afraid to go, but it's where, as you use the word force, where energy pulls you. It pulls you to where you belong, right or wrong. You know, you gotta be willing to make mistakes along the way of which I've made so many. You know, I always ask people to talk about their favorite failures, because if you don't try something, you'll never know. 
And if you stay safe, you're living inside that little nucleus, that little safety zone. And safety yeah. zones mean you're following everyone else. Yeah. And, you know, when you go outside your safety zone, you know, if you truly want to shatter the glass, you got to live on the edge. You got to live on the fringe and be willing to, you know, take some chances. So that really has been, you know, the description of my entire career. My first review, I must have been 25 years old. I thought that I was this rock star. I, I sauntered into my interview thinking I was going to be told how wonderful I am and I'm going to get this raise and a promotion. And, you know, at the time we had typewriters. We did not have email and, you know, computers and mobile phones or any of that. I had actually the first mobile phone. It was probably this big. It was pretty crazy. <laughs> and and I, I go in and my boss, a man, gave me three lines of niceties, like that I'm kind and I'm generous and, you know, smart. And then he ripped me to shreds the rest of my interview. It was like six typewritten pages, which wow. typewritten tiny, that I push people out of their comfort zone. I spend too much time with clients. Like, and I remember thinking at the moment, well, gosh, is he right? Like, it doesn't sound intuitively right to me. And, you know, I'm mm -hmm. supposed to agree. I was 25. I needed a paycheck. Or look at him and do what I did, which was say, wow, you are so wrong. And this is the biggest mistake you've ever made. Yeah. I love you know, it. And it was, it was really true. And then, you know, another time when I had the idea to pioneer online research, I went to my boss and my boss's boss, of course, all men. And I said, I have this crazy idea to migrate research from central location and telephone to the Internet. And I was told that it wasn't the right time. I need to wait because only wealthy old men with broadband were online. And the next week, I'm on a panel with the head of research from Procter & Gamble, the largest packaged good company in the world. Mm -hmm. My bosses are in the front row. I'm whispering to Larry Mock. And I come off the stage and they're like, well, what happened? What happened? I said, I just asked him, when is the right time for our company to come in and talk about migrating research to the Internet? And they said, what did he say? I said, he said to come next week. And so they said, amazing. Paul will go, John will go, Ringo will go, and Star will go. And I'm like, but what about Shelly? And right? they said, and this is a long, this is a long time ago. They said, well, you know, it's a boys' club, it's a man's world, and this is the best team to go in. And I said, Well, if I'm not going, I will cancel the meeting and right. you can all wait for the right time. Mm -hmm. And that was a heartbeat moment for me, following yeah. my intuition. You know, you talk about follow your heart, female yeah. intuition. And that's really what it was. And of course, I left to go on to pioneer online research. I made it the right time. I wasn't yeah. going to wait and watch. And, you know, that really has been my journey. I was the only female CEO, top 25 my entire mm -hmm. career. When I sold my company um, 10 years ago to the largest, one of the largest research companies in the world, once again, I'm one of two women on a publicly traded, you know, publicly traded company at a table with 25 men. And they started talking about my employees and tears came down my eyes because I said, that's not who they are. It's not where they belong. And after that meeting, I was pulled aside and told there's no room for emotion in the boardroom. And once again, I had two options, agree mm -hmm. or do what I did, which was speak in front of thousands of people. And my speech was called bring emotion to the boardroom and talk about the power of empathy, the power mm -hmm. of compassion, the power of nurturing and resilience. And I wasn't going to let the legacy leadership 
skills define who I am. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that really was my wow. my journey. And then I went on to start the female quotient, which was really, which is all about advancing women, advancing equality, and yes. most importantly, working with Fortune 500 companies to close the pay gaps, the policy gaps, the pipeline gaps, and lead with empathy yes. and with compassion. And so that this next generation and all of you IG livers tuning in can bring your best self, your true self, and your whole self to the workplace. That is our responsibility and our power. Yes. Wow. I mean, I mean, you guys, would you please put hearts up if you have goosebumps, like I have goosebumps, just listening to what you just said. Like it's, it's so beautiful and so powerful. And I'm, I'm actually feel a little bit emotional just like mm-hmm. listening to your journey and what you're seeing because it's so important and it has, it's been paving the way for women now and, and all females, you know, women, equality in every, in every sense for the future as well. I mean, if you know my, I'm sure you do, you know, I, I started as a chef, you know, and, and I, you know, that was was quite a while ago. So it was before it was, it was before it was cool to be a chef, you know, or a celebrity chef. And, and the kitchen is very much, uh, or it's a little different now it's evolving, but the kitchen has very much been a man's world. And, you know, it was really tough when I first went to culinary school and I, and I was trying to make my way in that space because it's a locker room. And, you know, you really, you have to work three times harder and you have to really prove yourself. And, and, and it's, and it's people like you, it's women like you, it's forces of nature like you that have really opened up every industry, you know, not just the ones that you're in and talk about, but it, it, it kind of, it, it emanates through all the, the industries and look at now it, in, in the culinary space, how many amazing female chefs that you know about, which for a very long time, the only chefs you really knew about were male chefs. And that's just in that one industry, in that one space. But it starts by starting and it starts with confidence. And I just want to say to everyone, you know, that imposter syndrome, that voice in your head where, you know, by the way, I learned men and women have imposter syndrome. We all have those voices in our head. Men just ignore them make them go away and just own it and deal with it. And women, we let that voice get louder and louder and louder. And my girlfriend, Wendy Clark says, you just got to shut that bitch up in your head and, you know, go for it, you know, or else you will never get there. If we wait and watch and perfection, you know, we, you know, how do we do it all work like balance and that whole perfection thing, there's no such thing as perfection. And I heard something the other day that I'm obsessed with, which is perfect people aren't real. Real people aren't perfect. And look at you in your career. You were, you know, in this boys club, but you brought you to the table and, you know, health and wellness and cooking. I still can't get a cake out of a pan, although I am getting good at banana cake right now. That's the only thing I know. I can help. I can help. I know. Like, I'm so excited about it. I was so excited to come on your little live feed. I'm like, wow, because I watch you. I watch all the cooking shows and I watch them, I think, because I don't have anxiety over them because I can't cook. So I don't feel stress about that. I just like to watch and, and learn and, you know, I think they're they're so inspiring, and so you you just found your voice with no apology. Sorry, not sorry, and I think that that's just what we all have to learn how to do. And most importantly, as women, the one thing Madeline Albright says: women that don't support other women deserve a place in hell. 
We say that women that support the women deserve a place in heaven. And I think that's what it's all about. All of us encouraging ourselves to be true to who we are. Bring us to the table. Absolutely. And you know, that's something that I know that you talk about, you know, you talk about self-care and self-investment and and bringing that to the table. And I just want to echo that because that's been such a journey for me. You know, I've really had to learn that because I think that as women, we have such a tendency to take care of everyone else first, you know, even when, and and so for me, self-care is something that I have to constantly remind myself of because it's so easy when the day gets full, when the schedule gets full and everybody needs something that you just start to kind of lower your needs down to the end of the day or to the bottom of the list. And so, and it's so natural for us. And so I think that, you know, I know that that's something that you talk about and that's also something that we need to continue to remind ourselves to do because that strengthens our intuition, you know, it strengthens that kind of, um, that, that resonance within us. It helps us make those brave choices to go outside of the box. Well, what's amazing about what you just said is our caring for others is actually one of our greatest assets. You know, Mm -hmm. there's invisible skills or the soft skills that have historically been unrecognized or invisible or not valued, you know, Mm -hmm. and yet they are the most, in my opinion, they are the most important qualities of leadership today. Empathy, compassion, resilience, nurturing. And actually in COVID, when you look at the countries that have responded the first, the fastest, and the best have all been countries run by women. Because what do we do? We put our arms around everyone. We want to make sure we are taking care. We're not selfish. We're not, you know, egomaniacal where we look at one step ahead, but we look at the big picture, and then we operate accordingly. And I think when you think about self-care, we never look after ourselves. And we talk about work-life balance where we have so much stress, you know, we're at an all-time high of stress and COVID disproportionate impact on women, women of color, and primary caregivers with children under the age of 13, because we're also Zoom experts now. But there is no such thing as balance. This is a, a, a fallacy. This is a mis conception. Life is not so neat. It's not 50 by 50. You have work and you have your your life. You have one life with many dimensions, your career, your family, your community, your friends. And the fifth, as you say, that we never think about is ourselves. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and now in COVID, the sixth, which is being homeschoolers, you know, for anyone that has to take care of their kids. And, you know, we can't be um, as strong and as the best that we could possibly be if we neglect ourselves. So you have to take care of yourself if you want to take care of others, which is, you know, we are um, nurturers by nature. Mm-hmm. We, we are. And I, and as you said, I think that's one of our strongest, you know, that is truly our strongest trait. And when you're talking about uh, what happened in that boardroom and that you got emotional about your employees, I'm like, that is why they need her there because that is so overlooked and emotional intelligence to me is more important than it's the most important thing about being a leader. And it's the most important thing about being, um, being a founder and being the head of a company. And in my very humble opinion, you know, I, I don't have, I'm not a fortune 500 just yet, but in, in the companies that I have our our small businesses here, like it's, that, that emotional intelligence is really what's helped me navigate the different choices for our business and really keep the team excited about everything that we're doing and creating and, you know, creating more as we go on in the future. So 
I would love for you to share more about female quotient, if you don't mind. Oh, absolutely. So uh, the, the truth is the female quotient started by accident. Um, mm -hmm. You know, as I said, I was the only female CEO top 25 in market research. And I was very much into technology pioneering mm -hmm. online research. But I wanted to bring research into technology. And so where do you go? You go to CES, which is the Consumer Electronics Show in Las Vegas. But I heard that there was over 150,000 people, less than 3% were women. And even for a CEO like me, I was very well known in market research around the globe, put me in a research conference. I know everyone and I have confidence in that area, but put me in a tech conference where I wasn't going to know anyone. It was intimidating. It was scary. Yeah. And yeah. once again, I had two options. Don't go. Talk myself okay. out of it because right. going was too scary and too hard for me. Or do what you do when you're nervous. I called five girlfriends that were in business and I said, will you go with me and walk the floor at CES? And I said, and by the way, if you know other women that want to go to CES, invite them as well. Well, 24 hours later, 50 women showed up. Wow. Two remarkable things happened. And this was just a few years ago. The first thing that happened was we walked the floor and every single guy's head turned like, where the hell did all you women come from? Mm -hmm. And that's when we coined the phrase, a woman alone is power. Collectively, we have impact. We walked the floor. And it, was, it was just like this electrifying moment. And wow. the second thing that happened was all of us have the same problems. Imposter syndrome, work-life balance, perfection. How do you get ahead with rules that make no sense? How do you have a family? Should we freeze our eggs? Like, and next thing you know, 50 turned to 150, 150 turned to 300 women. I had the penthouse suite at the hotel by the end of the conference. And we were doing deals together. I mean, we have a lot of money and a lot of power. And we were starting to, you know, in my closet, someone was showing their computer with their tech to tools. And it was amazing, just amazing. And the Girls Lounge was born on that day. We called it the Girls Lounge, the opposite of boy, boys club, the opposite of boys, girl, the opposite of club is lounge. If there's a boys club, now there's a girls lounge. Well, several years later, we've now connected over 50,000 women in the workplace across a hundred countries. We've evolved the Girls Lounge to now the Equality Lounge so that it's a lounge of conscious leadership. I don't care if you're a man or a woman, if you lead a company, you need to close the gaps and advance yeah. women. So, you know, we've evolved a lot. And it was funny because when we started the Girls Lounge, there were a few women that said, gosh, we're not girls, we're women. Mm -hmm. And I said, let's think about that. First of all, a ladies lounge is a bathroom. A women's lounge is boring. And yeah. have you ever heard of a man object to being in the boys club? Why right. are we creating our own double standards? Right, right. right. And, and then it was funny because a couple of years later, we were invited to the World Economic Forum in Davos, Switzerland with world leaders. Mm -hmm. And I was told, we want you to come, but you might not feel welcome. Not that you won't be well, you might not feel welcome. Mm -hmm. And so, of course, my courage now came and I said, we'll be there. And I did the same thing. I invited a few girlfriends. And today we are the destination for equality at the World Economic Forum. And, you know, we are, you know, we've changed the equation by asking with intentionality, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, we do pilots all over the world. It's incredible. It, but here's the thing. And I think some questions that were sent to me DM and that were texting me, some, some, of the, some of the audience members know who you are. They know what you've done. But the question keeps coming, like, how? 
you know, how do you step outside the box? I mean, you and I have done it, but I, I got to be honest, there's definitely moments where I don't, I, I shrink back, you know? And so it's a constant thing to, to bring myself out. And, you know, a, a, a good friend of mine, John Amrell, told me I'm I love John. Oh my God, I love him too. Hey, John. Oh my God. I don't know if he's on here, but he's not hi. We love you. Um, I see him actually this week and I, I just love John. And he said, you know, you're a disruptor because sometimes we have, we have pretty like deep chats about things. And, and I never thought of myself that way. But if I think about how I've merged energy work into being a chef, into nutritious, and this is how, and it's what I've been doing for a long time. And it wasn't always well received. People thought it was weird or a little too woo or too neat, too new agey, different things. But because of that, it was always this, you know, like, I'm just going to do what feels intuitively right to me. And I know this is, this is what's right. I know it. It's just, maybe not everyone gets it yet, but I know. And then, okay, let me take a step back because maybe this isn't the right thing. And I feel that as women, we kind of do that all the time. Like, as you said, you know, do I, do I leave my kids at home? Will I go do this? Do I leave them with the babysitter? Will I go take this meeting? Do I, you know, and, and so how do you, with everything that you've done and you have a family and just how, what, what do you do? What are your like self strategies, you know, like what are the exercises that you do? I mean, everything you're talking about, Serena, is following your heart. I mean, it's like, I'm sitting here listening to what I've done by listening to you and listen, being the first is not easy. It really takes a lot of courage. And one of the things for any entrepreneur out there, I always say you've got to be the first, the second, and the third. The first is always the one that has to break the rules, create something that's way ahead of itself when you're building something that's a whole new ecosystem. You know, yeah. I'm not saying being another, but when you're building something that doesn't exist, you, you're the first. You don't have the money. No one believes that you're right. You make all the mistakes and you fail. You're the innovator. So I always said, I need to be the first, the innovator. I need to be the second. The second is the copycat. The copycat mm -hmm. copies everything you've done, but they don't really know what's under the hood. The mm -hmm. third is the sweeper. They saunter in, they pick up where you left off. You've now built like an energy around it. People are talking, they have the funding, they have the money and they sweep. And so I've always said that, you know, I need to be the first, the second, and third. And that's being competitive with myself because I'm right. a very big collaborator. Right. The second thing that has been very important to me, I have three children, 23, 25, 29 years old. So I was, you know, an active CEO raising my children. They were very involved in everything I did. Um, and I used to tell them that I work for passion. I, I work for passion and I, I hire for passion and train for skill. I said, yeah. this is something that I do for me, but you are always the most important person in my life. I said, tell me wherever you want me to be, I will always be there. And so I started a no regret policy. I never wanted to look back in life and say, shoulda, woulda, coulda. Mm -hmm. And so I would think forward. If my kids said they have a school play and they want me to be at it, then I wouldn't go to the meeting. And I can guarantee you in life, and I have 30 plus plus years of experience in the big boys club, you know, and then as a serial entrepreneur, there is no one in my entire journey, work journey, that will ever remember the trip that I didn't take, the meeting that I missed, or the day that I left early. Wow. But I will tell you that my children, mm -hmm. my family, the things that have been important to me, 
remember all the moments that I was there. And so for them, it's not about the not the amount of time. It's about, you know, the quality of that time. And so mm-hmm. for anyone thinking about that, you don't have to sneak out there. We think there that these, these, there's these, this rule book, there is no rule book for, you know, as long as you get your work done and you look after each other and, you know, all that, it's going to be okay. You know? So I think we need to give ourselves permission to live our life. Because when you're happy and feeling fulfilled, you will stay inside of the company. You will find ways to zig and zag. You'll find the solution. You'll find the yes. But if you think about the negative, you're never going to get to that next level because you're always going to let that voice be screaming in your your head saying, don't do it. You're going to fail. You know, move on. That's such powerful advice. I hope you guys, hearts, tell me if you're writing this stuff down. And yes. For those of you that always ask, we always share the replays because there's just such profoundly powerful information and just advice that you're giving. Thank you so much. You're just, you're just so awesome. And I'm just so happy. Back at you, you know, we, we started something called the FQ Global Pack, which is a dinner series to unite the world to the power of women in a hundred countries. And so I'm going to bring you on because just like I'm on with you, I feel just the same about you. It's you just exude this energy, this, um, I don't want to say infectious during COVID, this um, (laughs) magnetic, let's use the word magnetic uh, energy that brings you through my, my mobile phone. And so I'm giving you a big virtual hug. And for everyone tuning in, you know, Oscar Wilde says, be yourself because everyone else is taken. And it is so true. Just know that your differences are your greatest strength. Do not hide them showcase them, share them, be them, and uh, you'll all soar. Thank you so much. And we're not done yet. I just had to just interject and just thank you so much because this is just such, so much valuable information here and just your wisdom and your love. And I really feel it. And I hope that all uh, 600, some of you feel it too, because it's just beautiful. And and you shared now about the female cushion, but, and the lounge, but, there's also Next Gen that is incredible. And, you know, there's also the collection, Hello Collection. Um, and I would just love for you to just share about all of it because there's so many different ways that just the people who are on here right now can, can connect, you know, oh, and thank you. collaborate. And I want yeah. everyone to know about each way. Oh, my God. Thank you so much. First of all, our lounges. So we do upwards of 70 pop-ups pre-COVID um, from... CES, Consumer Electronics Show, to the World Economic Forum with world leaders, to the NBA All-Star, and everything in between. Um, So wherever you're at a big conference, you'll probably find the Equality Lounge. We are the destination for equality pretty much everywhere. Um, In the meantime, you can follow us or, you know, join the pack. You'll get invitations. We've hosted over 430 conversations with over 1,400 speakers across the board from financial confidence to uh, leading with empathy to, you know, women of color to small business owners, you know, across the gamut to closing all all of the gaps. Um, And, you know, our tools, these are called talking tools. So you can buy them. What are you wearing? I have the drill. Oh, my gosh. That's amazing, the drill. And so we all have these. This one is an axe. It's pick leadership. We have a hammer, hammer home your message. We have a screw. We have to send you the screw. The screw is screw you, I got this. 
Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and so the drill is drill home your message. Uh, it's like all of these things um, really are about tools for advancement. And then 20% goes to impacting change around the world. So, you know, we help women from victims of sex trafficking, which alarmingly in the United States, it's one of the biggest offenders of sex trafficking. Um, it's, it's so sad. And victims of violence. And, you know, girls in Africa, giving them an education so that they can bypass being married at the age of 12 to very old men being one of five wives. You know the rest of that story. Um, and so, you know, we all can play our part in driving change. And when we look at companies today, it's not just about um, doing well. You know, we talk about ROI, return on investment. It's also about return on impact. This yeah. next generation wants to work for companies that have purpose in their DNA yes. and not just the fake it till you make it, but the transparently authentic uh, companies that are walking the talk and not only creating the equity and equality messages in their advertisements and in their content, but within their organizations very consciously, intentionally making the workplace safe, secure, and creating a culture where everyone, you know, regardless of gender, race, age, intersectionality, ability, you know, et cetera, feel comfortable and feel like they belong. I think that is just so incredibly important. And we're calling out, you know, people, yeah, all you young people, you know what you're looking for in a company. You know what kind of companies you want to buy from and you know what kind of companies you want to work for. So if companies truly want to attract and retain the best talent, they need to very authentically, transparently also be giving back with generosity um, to help, you know, people around the world in marginalized. They need to live that. Yeah, they need to live that. They need to exude that. It can't just be part of their advertising. And you'll you'll see it. It'll be very transparent. You'll get it from the energy of that company. Um, There's people that I message in, they... They want to know how they can be a part. Um, oh, thank you. They want to know um, what, how, what, how can they be a part? I know with the collection, you guys can support the girls in the organization by it's the holidays. So this is a perfect time if you're, you can get it for yourself or you can get it for someone else and as a gift. Um, great. Thank you. Um, we have t-shirts. So we have all, you know, levels. Uh, for as a stocking stuffer. And, you know, it really does go a long way. I, I just want to tell you a story about a young girl um, that I met in Rwanda. So I was invited to the World Economic Forum in Africa, which was in Rwanda. And mm-hmm. I heard about this organization that helps all these girls that are, you know, orphans, in, you know, from genocide. And so I went a day early, I mentored 500 girls in one day. And yeah. I talked about mentorship in the moment. A moment of mentorship led to a lifetime of change for them and for me. Changed my life forever and ever. And so I invited 10 of the girls to join me at the World Economic Forum to meet the most important leaders in Africa, female leaders. And I put each girl at a different table. And, you know, one, and I taught them, I said, when I say confidence, stand up and say confidence is beautiful. And one little girl, her name was Esther, she got up in front of this powerhouse room and she said to all the women, ladies, tell me, where does your confidence come from? And throughout the day, the women would say, Esther, let me tell you, Esther, let me tell you, Esther, let me tell you. To close the World Economic Forum in Africa, a young woman named Amen got up and she said, Ladies, I want you to know that you changed my life forever. 
You made me realize that my voice is as important, if not more important than the voice, and that it is my responsibility to go back to the orphanage and share what I felt from each and every one of you today. I received two years later the Matrix Award, which was an award for women in communication. And most people have celebrities giving them their awards, but the most meaningful person to give me the award was Amen. She was 13 years old. Now she's 15 years old. I flew her to New York to give me the award. She has never been on an airplane. No one in her entire family has ever been on an airplane. And to tell you that she delivered a message to thousands of people from her heart as if she was born an orator, like pow. It was remarkable. And so we all can make a difference, big or small, if we choose to. You know, that is really the most important thing. So anyone can join. You can follow uh, the Female Quotient. You can follow Shelly Zalis. You can go to www.femalequotient.com. You can join the pack. You'll get invitations. Um, You can start your own conversations within your own networks so that you all know that you got each other's back. Uh, One of the things we always see in the Olympics is something that was coined the shine theory. When we help others rise, we all shine. And I think that's really, you know, um, it's it's true. I feel it every single day when we are together, we're just meeting, but I already love it. Hello. We're connected yeah. now. Once you get in, you don't get out. We're crazy glued together. And, and this is how we roll. Yes. I mean, and that's something that I'm constantly seeing is we all rise together, you know, we all rise together. Just and I know for a lot of you, 2020 has just been a roller coaster and a crazy year, but we will all heal together, you know, and it's by doing exactly what Shelly has been her entire life doing, you know, is raising everyone else around her and it's creating these collectives and these communities and collaborating. And as we continue to do it, we can do it here, you know, you guys can all follow. Female Quotient and Shelly and an FQ Collection and and uh, Next Gen, FQ Next Gen. I mean, that's another way, but just even with each other. And you guys are here, and I feel you guys because you come on, you stay on, you engage, and this is what it's about. So just to keep doing it within your own communities. You know, it doesn't matter what size, because look what you look what you grew overnight. You have fifty women on that CES carpet, and then and then bigger and bigger and bigger, and that's what all of us can do. Well, you know, it's amazing because it's not that complicated. It's just about paying it forward. And, you know, if each of us pay it forward to one, to two, to 10, to 100, I mean, that's how we make this big, scary world feel smaller and more connected. You know, we talk about social distancing. We're physically distancing, but we're more socially connected than we've ever been before. And I, right. And I think our vulnerability is a strength. A lot of people look at it as a weakness, but being vulnerable and looking within you of who, not just what you do, but who are you? Who do you want to be? What legacy do you want to leave? And don't wait until you're no longer, you know, on this earth. Leave it now. You know, leave that legacy of change today. Decide how you want to, you know, live your life and don't wait and watch. Be. Don't create that to-do list, create your to-be list and just be that person that you want to be. And then you grow into those shoes. My mother always tells me that 
Um, giving charity is like wearing a new pair of shoes. First time you put them on, they're tight, especially the high heels we probably all wear. Now I live in tennis shoes, but you know, in those, in those high heel days, they pinch, they hurt. But the more you wear them, the more comfortable they get. And it's the same thing with, you know, believing in yourself. It might seem hard. It might seem scary. Doing things that you have to zig when others zag might be hard, might be scary. But the more you do it, the more uncomfortable you get, the more comfortable you get being uncomfortable. You grow into those shoes and they they start feeling, you know, worn out and comfortable. And then you stretch again. You put yeah. yourself in that next stretch, stretch zone. And that's how you start one day looking back and say, wow. Look how far I've come. I'm so yeah. proud of myself. Yeah. And, you know, that's the other thing. Don't be afraid to brag and boast about yourself because if you don't, no one else will. It's okay to say, I'm I'm a badass. I'm terrific. You know, look in the mirror and say, wow, you go, girl. Yeah. Give yourself that pat on the back. It's it's a good thing. Yeah. And it's it's good to, you know, like you say, you know, we, we, we don't give ourselves like the time to celebrate our wins. Which is why, you know, I tell people at the end of every night, just kind of go through your day and what are, what are three wins? You know, what are three things that you're grateful for? Because we kind of gloss over those moments or onto the next, you know, we're onto that next thing on the to-do list, which really should be the to-be list, as you say. Like, I love that. Like, that, I'm using that with my team. Next meeting, like, all yours. The to-be list. So, and, and just to, and just to share because of what you said that, was so um, just beautiful and it's so true. This whole thing for me with the IG lives, this was something that I was terrified to do. You know, I had never done a live stream, anything. I had a TV show that I did in a in studio. It was um, on Evertalk with Andy. And so I just kind of showed up and he did all the things. And then COVID happened. And so, you know, I, I didn't even, I didn't, not even a selfie person. And I had never just done stories saying walking. And because there was such a need for information because people were so, you know, they were, they were scared and they needed information on immunity and, and nutrition and just all the things that I had been sharing, but in a different format. I realized, okay, I can, I can talk to a lot more people if I do these lives and if I just do one-on-one -on -one calls with clients, which was my safe zone. And, and so, and I started doing that and I was so sick. I had COVID back in, you know, March, April, right? and, and we, but I'm okay. And it was honestly, it's a blessing because what I learned to do with it is what I've been able to share with my community. And, yep. you know, all the tips is what I've been able to share, but I'm sharing that with you because that was something that for me was very uncomfortable. It sounds like it might not be a big deal to a lot of other people, but for me personally, it was hard. It's super uncomfortable. And it's now in just in, in just a few months time transformed into something that is so much value for other people, you know, and that's where we did it from. That's it was just out of service is was to help bring people together, to give them information, to go outside of my own head, you know, and my, and that ego voice, that was telling me this is something that I couldn't do, you know, because I had to look at or whatever it was. And 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 what it transformed organically into something incredible. Um, for other, and well, look at the role itself. model that you, I'm trying to read all these messages go so fast. Look at the role model that you are for so many. You were afraid to do the TV show or afraid to do IG Live. You're a pro. And so, you you know, we we hold ourselves back with doubt and yet, I feel like you've done this forever. You are amazing. And, you know, it just, it just takes putting yourself out there and then you, 
you find yourself in a whole new place. It's those stretch moments. And when you don't, then you're not evolving as a human. You know, there's a woman named Mary Wells. She's 88 years old, maybe today. She's the She was the first woman to run an ad agency, a public ad agency. And uh, Charlotte Beers is another one. She wrote a book mm-hmm. called I'd Rather Be In Charge. But Mary Wells has a concept called Double Yourself. And mm-hmm. she says that if you always do the same thing over and over, have the same kind of friends, eat the same kind of food, watch the same kind of movies, eat at the same kind of restaurants, when we can go back to restaurants, whatever it is, she says, you're so boring as an individual. She says, you have to double yourself. You have to always invite a new person to the table, you know, know, try something else. She says, that's how you keep evolving as a human. If not, mm-hmm. you, you're, you're just going in little circles and recreating the same, same and yeah. recycling the same air, blah, yeah. blah, blah. Push yourself, yeah. double yourself and put yourself out there and, and challenge yourself. And that's where the growth moments come. Absolutely. And, you know, for every person, it's a different driver. And just, I feel like, think about like what drives you, like what you've been saying, what, what pushes you for you. You want to help all these women. You want to do so much for the world. And that's what, I mean, look what you've done. And that's been your driver. And for me, it's been just, it's service, you know, it's been wanting to help as many people as possible really live and own their own life and health. And that's what got me out of my comfort zone is thinking about that. So for those of you out there that are still looking, you know, and you and you're and you're just kind of itching to get past, like maybe think beyond yourself, right? Like think about what is it that you want to create in the world? Like what shines up? Like what is it that you want to be? What is it that you want to create? What is it? What's your legacy that you want to do? And maybe that's doing something for others, and that that'll help so much. So, gosh, you're just so awesome. This has just been awesome. I'm just so I'm like quivering. I'm so excited, just so grateful, and so much. Just amazing wisdom here. I'm so grateful. I love well, support. So much more to do together. I really can't wait. And, yeah. you know, I think, you know, heart to heart. And I think that's really what, you know, we talked about today. And anything is possible. So dream big, dream bigger, imagine the impossible and make it possible. And I'm not saying everything is easy. You know, don't get me wrong. It is a step change. Um, it is not easy. Anyone that needs any kind of advice, any kind of help, um, I am always available. I am here for anyone, as Serena, you are too. You are just, you know, always giving back with generosity. And um, this is how we all find each other. There will be haters in the world. Um, there are some neutral that we can turn to positive, And then there are ones that just want to stay in their bucket of negativity don't worry about it. Let them do their own thing. You know, focus on the good, the positive, the proactive, and, um, you know, just imagine the most impossible things being possible. Today is um, total solar eclipse, best seen yes. from Argentina and Chile. Yes. I chase eclipses, so I am. Oh, yeah, you too. <laughs> I'm you do? Big, oh, I'm a big new moon. I'm, yeah, all of that stuff. Like eclipses, new moons, full moons. I'm always talking about. I've got all my crystal, and we clear and re- I do the Reiki on them. So I'm very much that. Like that. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Well, we go as families and chase eclipses, and it's really remarkable. And, and it's it's something you could not even imagine being possible because you know it's the moon covering the sun, and and yeah. what it's two minutes. This eclipse was a two minute eclipse. Two minutes of magic that, by the way, once you experience it, you never forget it for the rest of your life. So it doesn't have to be that complicated. Sometimes the smallest things are the most miraculous things. And, uh, you know, just never 
lose your curiosity, your sense of wonder, um, and live life in awe. And then you're going to find yourself meeting really amazing people and um, find people that aren't like you. And that's where you grow and, you know, learn and you find so much light and so much love. So don't be afraid of that. It's so true. So thank you. Thank you so much. And you guys just follow. I only put down Shelly's account here, but when you go there, you'll go to all the other ones. Follow everything. Just so much beauty and love and light and wisdom. And I'm so excited to do more together. I can't wait to see you. I can't wait to hug in person one day soon. Like, I'm going to DM you, right? I'll DM you in just a little while. And we'll find okay, ways to just perfect. go forward. All right. Well, thank yes, you, everyone, yes. for joining. This yes, was so much so fun. Much. Yay. Thank you, thank you, guys. Thank you guys so much. I'll see you guys. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you, Shelly. Okay, bye.